the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To have faith in God is not a stagnant state. It's a journey. As a believer, we should grow in our knowledge of God and His Word. Walk with Alan Cutting and many other believers as together we walk the believer's journey. Aloha, and thank you again for joining us here on The Believer's Journey. Um, I want to thank you so much for your support, for your prayers, for your joining in and our program, for writing in. And uh, if you're new to our uh, program, I, I um, would like you to subscribe to it. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. If you uh, have a question or comment, please make those comments or questions out down below on your the YouTube area. If you happen to be watching this on Facebook, same thing. And I will get back to you if you have any questions. Um, today, I want to talk about having assurance of salvation. Um, through the years in ministry, I've had more people come up to me and question whether they're really saved or not. And don't they don't know why or if they are or not. I've had people on both sides of the theological spectrum, if you will. I have the people on one side that, that say, well, you know, I said the sinner's prayer. Um, so therefore, I am told that no matter what, I'm saved, no matter what I do. And then they'll say to me, but I know I do sinful things. I know I do them on purpose. And I'm wondering, does that mean I'm really saved or not? And they question themselves. Then I have people on the other side of the spectrum that say, well, you know, um, I, I know I'm saved because that's Jesus in my heart. However, every time I do something wrong, I feel like I need to ask forgiveness and uh, for, for because I'm cut off. From, from him, therefore I lose my salvation. Or if I do something wrong, hopefully I don't die in between because I might go to hell. I mean, so there's this loss of assurance of salvation. And I want to say right now, there are scriptures that help us have that assurance. And it's not just interpretation and it's not just coming from somebody's theology that we have on the right or left. And I want to present this and I want you to see this. I have a lot of scriptures. Some of them I'll read and some of them, the rest of them, I will have all in my YouTube down below on my, on my uh, channel here that you can look up. So basically, um, first off, there's five fundamental reasons, okay, why a real assurance of eternal life is not present in the hearts of many people, okay, or many believers or so forth. So I'm going to go over these five. The first one is because some are seeking it through uh, your own works or keeping the law, if you will, okay, doing good things or what the church says, these are our rules and regulations. And this is one reason why you live by a set of rules. You live in, live, live, live in a legalistic uh, world. Second, they haven't been saved or they haven't been born again, if you will. Uh, actually, a better term is to be born of God or born above from above. Um, they have a substituted a religious ceremony, okay, uh, for a vital experience with Jesus. Okay, a third thing, they have not faced or, or, and they have not dealt with sin in their lives. There are a lot of people who will 
decide they, they want to get saved, they want a savior, but they want to live a sinful life and they feel like it's okay. It's okay to keep stealing or cheating my employees or fool around on my wife because I love that person. And so they haven't really dealt with sin in their life to really conquer and get rid of it. Okay. Fourth, they lack the faith in the word of God. Okay, we question the word of God. We're not sure it really is truly the word of God. And so we, we, we lack that faith uh, in the word of God. And finally, five, some think it's impossible to have an absolute security or assurance of salvation. They, uh, they denounce um, uh, judgment and they denounce salvation. Okay, so these five things, I believe, are, why, are reasons, fundamental reasons why people lack that insurance of salvation. So I want to give you five reasons uh, or five things that help you know by the scriptures how you know you can be saved, okay, that you do have eternal life. All right, so the first one, uh, you can know that you're saved by the witness of the Spirit, okay? Um the testimony of the spirit of man is by the witness of the Holy Spirit, okay, it, that bears witness with our spirit. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 10, it says, He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe in God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony of God and has, give, has, given, of his, who has given of his Son. Okay, so we have a problem with the idea that we believe that the Spirit is bearing witness with our spirit. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 24, it says, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. So abides in Jesus, and Jesus in us. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Okay, and then another verse here is uh, Galatians 4, 6. It says, and because you are sons, God has given, has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And then there's another scripture you can look up in Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 16. So these are verses that help you understand we can know we're saved by the witness of God's spirit. Okay. Second one, we can know that we are saved by the testimony of the word of God. Okay, so by the test, uh, by this, so we look at, let's say, John chapter 1, verse 12. It says, but, but as many as received him, to them they gave, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now, again, the word believe here in, in the Greek is pistruo, he who acts upon, who follows in his name. Okay, so you got to be acting in his name, living in his name. Uh, John 3, 13. 36, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. So again, God's word is telling us that if we believe in him, we follow him, we act upon, you know, that which is of God, then we have eternal life. The Bible, the testimony of the word of God, the Bible is telling us we have salvation by these things. In Romans 10, Verse 9 and 10, uh, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, I want to stop real quick here on this particular verse. This verse has become the norm almost for, for most churches that I know of, uh, claiming salvation. If we just say confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we're now automatically a believer. And you have to understand that the that our languages of today are don't reflect sometimes the languages of yesteryear. So when we talk about confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, it's like this conviction of within that we proclaim that because of this conviction. We in our inner beings are just claiming that which we absolutely totally you know lock on to. Okay? And if we believe in our heart and we follow with our being that God is raised from the dead. So it's more than just a, a verbal acknowledgement. It's something from within that we actually transform and become. Okay? And finally, another verse in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. It says, These things I have written to you, that you believe in the name of the Son of God, that you know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of of the Son of God. Okay, so here are scriptures now by the Word of God we can know that we are saved. All right? The third one, this is a little tougher now. I may know that I am saved by the possession of love toward the brethren. Okay? Um, this, this is a real biggie. Okay? And in 1 John chapter 3, Verses 11 through 18, I'm only going to read you verses 11 through 14, but this is what it says. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his, mur right, his brothers were righteous. Okay? Don't marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life, because we love the brethren. He who does not love the brethren abides in death. So there you go. First, uh, chapter, uh, First John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God, okay, and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Okay, so here's your verses on loving the brethren. Again, if we have these in our lives, and I'm not saying you have one and not the others. I'm talking about all five of these areas. You know you can have assurance that you're saved. Okay, so the fourth thing um, says, I may know that I'm... Oh, wait, I'm missing one. <laughs> Uh, I may know that I am saved by the desires to obey God's commandments. Okay? And so, in Exodus chapter 24, verse 3, uh, Moses came and, and talked to the people, uh, all the words of the Lord, okay? And all the ordinances that, that God had given. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord has said, we will do. Okay? Um... And finally, I'm going to read this other verse, uh, John chapter 8, verse 31. Jesus said, and to those Jews who believed him, uh, he said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And the word abide here literally means to remain. 
And to me, when I talk about, you know, the desire to obey God's command, uh, to put it in perspective, when somebody stays at a, at a job for a long period of time, when they uh, have a hobby they, they commit to or they, they work with for a long period of time, is because they desire that job. They desire that hobby. When somebody stays married to someone, they desire that spouse. So when you remain with somebody, you're desiring that person, those those items, those things, and that shows that shows that desire shows your your uh, remaining your ability to stay with okay, and your desire for God is part of this idea that you know you're saved by remaining by desiring God's commands okay, and finally, you can know you're saved by the transformation of life and desires from self. Okay, I added that from self because I think ourselves, our selfishness, is really gets in the way of of sin. You know, we we tend to want to sin because of our selfishness. So uh, I think the transformation of life and desires changes our lifestyle. All right. So in Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen, it says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away." Uh, behold, all things have become new. All right, so transformation. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This is one of my favorite verses. Uh, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, okay, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Okay, so this idea that we're transforming our life, we're transforming our desires, we're becoming like Jesus. You know, the, uh, uh, the foundation of what a believer in Jesus is, is someone who seeks to become like Jesus. A disciple, a disciple is a learner, uh, a student, someone who's a student, someone who becomes like uh, that which they, they are learning from, which is Jesus, okay? And finally, there's another verse here, uh, John chapter 3, verse uh, 3 through 7. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and said, Truly, I say to you, unless one is born from above, which can be translated born from God, we call it, say, born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, so I think this is, these are really important. There's another verse that actually you can look up in 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. And uh, you can see these are the five areas that you can have assurance that you're saved, assurance of eternal life. And I think it's really important that we know these things, we have these things, we hold on to these things, um, because... Too often in the struggles of life, we start to doubt ourselves. We start to doubt the scriptures. We start to doubt God. And these things can help us in our doubt. Uh, doubt doesn't mean you've lost salvation or doubt doesn't mean that you're no longer a believer. But you can deal with your doubt so that you can have that assurance even though you have that doubt. And I think that's that's really, really important. So... Uh, a complete witness of these five areas, okay, uh, means an assurance that appeals and manifests itself virtually to every part of our being, okay? So we talk about ourselves emotionally or mentally, spiritually, physically. All of these areas fit in that those areas of our, our life, okay? 
now there's four indications uh, that salvation has come to a person. Okay, now there's a lot of scriptures I have. I'm not going to read them, but I will tell you they're there. The first one is a real turning from sin, what I call true Christian repentance. Uh, repentance isn't because you gave something up. Okay, uh, Christian repentance is turning from your lifestyle or your direction of life and turning toward Jesus and the direction he wants you to live and walk in life. Okay, that's Christian repentance. Uh, and that's really important. So you, there are verses, uh, Isaiah 55, 7, Romans 10, 9, 1 John 1, 9, um, and so forth. Second one is a deep, settled peace in one's soul. Okay? I, I, and, I, and I'm ta- talking about a happiness. I'm talking about a, a peace within, within your soul. It's just different. You can read in, in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, or Isaiah 57, 20 and 21. Uh, again, I'll put these verses on my YouTube. Um, you can read them and look them up. Number uh, three, there will become a new power to resist and overcome sin. Okay? There will be a new joy. Uh, you have true liberty. Okay? This, I think, is really important. I think this is the one area where most Christians or in Christendom we seem to lack or have a problem with. We don't claim power. We, we don't seek power. We, we uh, fear that which the Holy Spirit is about, which gives us power. And however, true salvation, will, we can understand that we have that access to power. We have access to the Holy Spirit, and he gives us power. He gives us liberty. Jesus he, he said he came to give us um, a, a life that's uh, fulfilled. And I think that's really important we understand that. And then the fourth one, uh, fear of death uh, will be completely removed and, and an anticipation of seeing Jesus in glory will fill us, okay? You can find in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, you can read that. But I think, you know, we don't need to fear death any longer. Why? Because, you know, our life will pass from here to eternity with God. And I think that's a huge uh, thing to to understand, you know. So having assurance of salvation uh, will help us also with, with these other four areas, okay? Number one, it will stabilize our Christian experience. We all look for stability in life. And who wants to be or claim to be a Christian and then live a life on a, on a roller coaster or a yo-yo that we're up one day, down the next, up one day, down the next? We, we don't want that. We want stability, you know, yes, we have highs and lows. Yes, we have mountaintops and valleys, but we want a stability in our walk with Jesus. And that's really important. Number two, uh, it'll enable us to enjoy a positive life of prayer. We don't need to keep praying every day, God help me, or God forgive me, or God help me, or God forgive me. You know, instead, we can be thanking him for all the blessings he's giving us, thanking him for the people in our lives. We can be having a total positive prayer life, and that's a really huge important thing have an understanding the assurance of salvation number three it'll give us power over satan okay the enemy of our soul um it'll give us strength uh, i recommend that for this we read psalm 27 okay uh and again i'll have that on our on my youtube and finally fourth it'll give us power uh for our testimony and influence over others 
And I think this is really important. When I when I became a Christian, I was told of all the things I couldn't do anymore. Couldn't go to the movie theater. Couldn't go to school dances. I couldn't, you know, all the things. I couldn't listen to certain music, hang out with certain friends. There were all these things I couldn't do. And life was a bummer. I mean, I was somebody who was full of life and all, did all kinds of fun things. And all of a sudden, I couldn't do anything fun anymore. And that's how I saw Christianity. Of course, this is back in the early 70s, so times have changed. But really, it gives, I've learned that being, that becoming somebody who's a believer in Jesus gives me the power and the right to do anything I want. However, what's really important is that I have a testimony and the things of my life reflect that of Jesus. And if, if I do things that are going to harm my testimony, that are going to show that it's just a, a fraud or a fake or, or Christianity is just another one of those other kind of religions where you can do anything you want and hurt anybody you want and deceive anybody you want, then, then it's not any different than anything else. So there are things that I know I could do, but I don't do because I don't want to hurt my testimony for Jesus. I don't want to hurt other people and drag them down or hurt other people so that they turn away from God or don't want to seek God. Um, I think it's so important that we understand that the way that I understand, the way I live, is something, some, in a way that honors Jesus. I want Jesus to be proud of me. I want Jesus to be proud of my life. I want Jesus to be proud of my decisions. So in that respect, I want to honor him. I want to, I respect him. I lift him up. And, and my testimony is huge for that reason. And um, so salvation will give me power for my testimony. Okay, the Holy Spirit gives me that power. And that's what's really important. So all of this lumped together helps us in our assurance for salvation. This is what we need. This is what the Bible teaches us. And we don't need to worry about people's interpretations if they don't match scripture or interpretations if they if it's shady or if it's kind of like well i gotta fit it in somehow you need to take the scripture as it's written and we will find what we need but you need to find it what's accurate you need to find it where it doesn't need an interpretation and this stuff that i'm telling you in these scriptures don't need an interpretation they are what they are and they lead you to exactly what i'm telling you so if you struggle with having an assurance of salvation, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, I, I encourage you to go with this, read these scriptures, go with these headings, think about how do I need to have assurance? Where do I seek it? Where do I need to find it in the scripture and how do I live it? You know, God will give you the strength. The Holy Spirit will give you that power and it'll be a good thing. And you want stability in your life. And you want people to look at you and see Jesus. Well, that's it for today. Uh, thank you for joining me. And if, again, if you have any comments or have any questions, uh, please uh, write. Uh, and I'll, I'll answer your questions. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to our, our channel. Everyone, you all have a wonderful day. And aloha. Alan Cutting and the Believer's Journey radio program seeks to teach the Word of God in a clear and practical manner. For more information, please visit the podcast page at am630theword.com.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.